Welcome to the Thriving Solopreneur Show, where you learn the stories and systems that have turned hardworking, self-employed business owners like yourself into highly successful, leisurely entrepreneurs. This show is dedicated to those who went into business for themselves because they had an idea or suggestion that ignited their passions to do more, to do it better, and to solve a problem in our community. Whether your business started in a basement, a garage, or at a kitchen table, this episode will bring to you a system, a tip, or an entrepreneur that has been where you are and can guide you to living the fulfilling life you desire for yourself. Here's your host and serial solopreneur, Janine Bolin. Hi, this is Janine Bolin with The Thriving Solopreneur, and today it is so fun. The person that I have today as the guest, because her name's Alicia Barr, and in case you don't know, there is a way that you go about doing subtle selling, and she is the woman in the secret art of how you sell subtly. Basically, other people would call it relationship marketing, but I like her terms much better, such as the secret art of selling. So let's give a little bit of background on Alicia before we bring her on. She is a sales and marketing expert known for showing people people all about how she's sold millions in revenue in the corporate world. But she got tired of all the BS. And I love the way this woman is not afraid to lay it on the line and tell you like it is. It took her 12 years of successful experience and she transitioned into coaching, most specifically sales teams and oh, Look at this word, solopreneurs. It's like she can read my mind, right? Her unique sales and marketing approach focuses on humanity and authenticity. That's a word we hear a lot, but she actually means what she says. And she regularly sees results two to five times an increase in revenue for her clients. I I know several of them. She is what she says she is. If you invest in her, she is appropriate to you. So I just want to say welcome to the show. I really am so thrilled we finally have you on, Alicia. It's great to have you. Thank you so much, Janine. That was such a nice intro. I loved the, I mean, I gave you some of it, but you really added some sparkle that I appreciate. Yes, that's what it, it helps when you've been in radio since <laughs> 1987. <laughs> cool. Yeah, what, it's been a while. It's been a what while. What station? <laughs> KDFN, KOEF, and serving the current River Valley with information entertainment. Oh, yes. that yes. voice is Long like time. velvet. Like velvet. Can you tell yeah. I was the evening program? <laughs> yeah, very soothing. I was the 11 p.m. to the 7 a.m. cloud. <laughs> That's what was my job was. Rah. But anyway, this is about you, <laughs> not about me. This is the Thriving Solopreneur Show. We would love to hear some of the stuff. Now, I recently got onto your newsletter. And one of the fun things I had, you wrote about don't open the door. And this is the... We're, Coming up to the end of the year, beginning of 2021, uh, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the metaphor you used regarding popcorn and somebody's business. So kind of talk to us a little bit about popcorn and your business. Yeah. So um, the metaphor is basically, you know, if you are popping popcorn in the microwave and you look at it, it looks like it's doing a whole lot of nothing. And every time you take open, open the door, you make it take longer. So, um, but at the very end, it, all of a sudden it just pops and it's the same thing with your business. You can't, you have to stop stopping basically, um, and stop redirecting your focus and you will pop. It's, there are so many different metaphors that I love for this also, like 
you know, when you're driving across the country and you're heading from New York to California, you can't see California, but you know, you're going the right way just because you can't see it. Would you turn around? No. Would you take a detour? No. Same thing. Um, there was another one that I was going to say, but I think that you guys get it. They're pretty bright. Yeah. The fo- folks uh, are pretty bright and they kind of get where you're going, but there's that 2 a.m., right? There's that 2 a.m. I'm waking up in the middle of the night, or maybe this is just me. There were many times in my business where I'd wake up at 2 a.m. wondering how I was going to pay the bills, how I was ever going to be able to afford college for my kids. I mean, I had concerns and I'd wake up in these cold sweats and I'd just mm-hmm. kind of freak out because I didn't have an Alicia Barr in the back of my head going, it's all going to work out. You're headed to LA. It's a long <laughs> trip. You'll make it. So, so what are some things that I can do to kind of calm my anxiety levels down as I'm waiting on my business to pop? Yeah. So, I mean, one of the most effective things you can do is, first of all, look at your day. And see if the stuff you're doing directly impacts the result you're trying to achieve or if it's just keeping you, quote unquote, busy. If you are a busy person, there's like a lot of busy pride in um, the solopreneur world where people are like, I am just so busy. But are you making money? Because if you're not making money and you're busy, then something is wrong and you need to like cut out the activities that are not directly impacting that goal. And then the other thing is um, to just focus on the doing of getting somewhere. So if you focus on action, your mind can't think about all of the other doubts that you have. So, I mean, there's a lot of skills and tools for mindset. And I, and I agree that mindset is the most important thing in your success. Cause I mean, let's be real. The skills that we are learning are not rocket science or quantum physics. Like it really is the people who, who have the mental strength to stay in the game the longest that succeed. That's, I totally agree. And oh my gosh, once again, what does Alicia bring up? The calendar. I'm always screaming at people, look at your calendar, consistency, do the, do the same things. And some people call it what? Income producing activities, right? IPAs. We heard that so much in sales, it was enough to choke an elephant, but (laughs) they are correct. You know, as much as you hate it, you know, there are certain things where this is true. So what are, what are some activities that you see people kind of wasting their time on? I really want to talk about what not to do, and then we can get into what you should be doing uh, as a business owner. So what are some things, you know, that busy people do that aren't necessarily helping them make money? Because let's face it, you and I've talked about this. If you're not making money, you're not in business. You need to be making money, right? Yeah. Um, researching. Uh, taking a course. Um, taking a class. So a lot of times people think that they need more education when usually they just need more action. Often, I I mean, there are rare cases, of course, but but usually people are delaying starting for like that last sacred scrap of whatever secret. And the truth is like, they'll never get it. And you will learn so much more doing than taking any sort of course or test or whatever. Um, Another one would be um, changing direction, like before finishing a project. So this one is very popular because executing something is not as fun as talking about executing it. 
It's just not. <laughs> I, I understand. I, I run into that myself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I totally get it also. Um, and then, you know, definitely be very careful about how you're spending your time talking to people. So, you know, as you get more and more conversations going, there are a lot of people who just aren't serious about working with you or buying anything from you. So you have to pre-qualify those people a little bit more, um, and not so much like, like those pick your brain talks and stuff. Um, you know, you can end up wasting a lot of time talking to people. I know that they're like online networking is really popular these days. Like let's meet up for a virtual coffee or whatever. Um, so I think that there could be value there, but I, you just really have to make sure it's somebody who's like connected to the people you want to know, or also just be careful with your time. And I think that it goes back to the basics again is when we talk about prospecting, it's we are reaching out to people who we don't know. You know, we, we spend at least uh, with the four hour week critical system that, you know, we use. It's like you spend an hour a week calling on people you don't know so you can get to know them better to specifically take this into account of are there somebody that really needs your services, but they need to know that you exist and that your services are there. And some people will go a whole phone call or a whole Zoom meeting, and I will still not know what they do. My gosh, right? it's common. You're right. Yeah. Right. And so that's something that I know is an activity that here you say you're prospecting, you're looking for business, but you're not telling anybody really what you do or it takes so long that me or someone else with ADD or what have you, like we're dreaming about something else because you've taken so long to get to your point. So I know you help, you help people kind of synchronize their message with the type of listener they have in front of them. So if you would be so kind as to kind of, kind of hone us in on some of our creatives who struggle with getting to the point. Yeah. So I think, I mean, in any sort of sales conversation, you really want to get to know the other person first. So you don't want to be, what you're talking about is um, where you like have this whole conversation and maybe it was really nice, but you have no idea what they do. That That is what I call a rapport hole. You had too much rapport and it felt like a great conversation. And they're like, gee, what a nice person, but I'll never work with them. Um, which is not what you want. So getting to know them in the way of like, how's their business? However, your business fits into it. What information would be helpful and how can you bring them value? And if you have some ideas, definitely let them know on the call and let them know that it's something that you can dig into deeper. Would they want to have a deeper conversation about it? So you can set it up. If you're doing this cold prospecting thing, which is what it sounds like you're talking about, you want to have like a short little 10 minute call, see if you can help the person and then set up a second call where you guys agree that the agenda is for you to see how you could help them. Um, That's correct. I, I usually use warm leads. I don't, I, I almost never do any prospecting with cold leads. I don't do uh, that anymore. Uh, that was back for the eighties and nineties, but <laughs> since we crossed over the 2000 mark, I don't do that anymore. However, I would like you to chat a little bit about the, the holes that you can fall into where you're trying to set up some sort of rapport, but at the same time, you are also trying to navigate gently and kindly because you're, you're not wanting people to think that you're inauthentic. You do care about them, but if you can't serve them, then, you know, uh, call it good and move on type of thing. So what are some recommendations you have for your people on that? Yeah. So like switching out of the rapport hole, 
Um, some ways you can do that is like, well, I can tell we could talk forever, but I, I want to be respectful of your time. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, those kinds of things, like just basically, I want to be respectful of your time is, is definitely like the overarching way you can transition into the questions. And then the questions you want to ask, I mean, you, you mentioned creatives, um, specifically. So you would want to ask them like what they're doing currently to satisfy whatever need you feel. So what do you, you know, how do you feel about your graphic design? Like ideally you've looked at their stuff ahead of time so you can comment on it. Um, and say you have some ideas or compliment something that they're doing. I like, that's one of the things I always try to tell people is not to just tell someone all the things they're doing wrong. Cause people don't respond super well to that. Um, oh, golly gee, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. But if you're able to say, Hey, I really loved the way you presented this information. This message was really great. And I have some ideas for how we could expand upon that and, and do it in different ways that, that convert into sales. Would you be interested in having a conversation about that? focusing on results is basically what I'm saying. All anybody cares about is the result that you can bring them. They don't care that you do graphic design. They don't care that you do copywriting. They don't care that you, what are the other creatives in our world? Oh, there's so, like you said, they they don't really care about the art. They don't care about what it is that you do. They care about the results that you can bring to them. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of us get kind of hung up because we're so excited by what we do. That's why we're involved in it. And we get lost in the details and we start pretty much telling people how we're going to do something. Guess what? They don't care. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Not until they're working with you, then they care. Um, so sometimes I have a metaphor of like, if you were going to invite somebody to a baseball game, you would not tell them all the rules of the game before they went there. They didn't know anything about it. They'd never heard of it. You would sell it as a game with two teams. One's losing lots of people, food and beer. And that's what would sell them. If you told them all the rules, they would be like, this sounds awful. And I'm not attending and I'm lost. But if you tell them the rules at the game, they're going to absorb them. So the game is when y'all finally work together. So that is when, like, it's not that they never want to know that. It's just when you're selling it, it sounds terrible. Right. It's not, it's not what we call a selling point. (laughs) It's not an area you want to go into. So if you don't mind, go ahead and kind of share with us some of your top top things that you hear that people say, oh, I'm so busy and I'm not getting the traction that I want, blah, blah, blah. And they start rattling off their life story to you. Do you have tips to help these poor people who are solopreneurs, who are on the phone with somebody and they're trying to be kind because that's who they are. But yet at the same time, how do you kind of redirect the conversation without coming off as a, you know, a real goof? Do you have any ideas? Fantastic question, Janine. So I do have something I call authoritative empathy. And it is very powerful in sales. Empathy in general is very powerful in sales. But if you just have empathy, you will live in that place where everything is terrible. And, oh, I'm so sorry. That's so hard and tough and blah, blah, blah. But the authoritative part is getting them to the other side of it. So it's saying, you know, yeah, I'm sure that that's really frustrating. Um, I can only imagine, you know, you have all the stuff on your plate and you have the best intentions, but it's just not um, lining. It feels like it's not lining up. 
So that's why this thing that we offer is really going to get that stuff in line for you. <laughs> you just move them right over <laughs> and you let them know that you've got their back. Like, yes, that's how things are right now, or maybe we're in the past and it does suck, but it's going to look like this over here. And it's so exciting that you're never going to have to be in this really crappy situation again. Right. Yes. We want to move you to what well, like I like to say is master level problems instead of, instead of high school level <laughs> problems. We really want to move you up so that you have money coming in to your business so that you can afford expertise to help you solve the next set of problems. We don't want you you know, doing it solo, like, you know, so many people do when they bootstrap. So, well, before we wrap up, I thank you. First of all, thank you so much for just hanging with us for a few minutes and giving us some of the, the training that you offer so graciously. You have new online courses coming up. You've got all kinds of neat stuff coming up. That's very exciting. So you also have these free things that you give away, like your, what is it? Your six ways to immediately close more business and stuff like that. So where do, where do I go so I can get these six ways to close business? Yeah. So my, um, you would go to aliciabar.com. It's spelled really differently though. Do you have, is there a place you can put it or should I? Yes, I can put it in the description for you. No worries. Okay. Just check out the description guys. Even if I say it, it's going to be hard to remember. Um, (laughs) It's a different name. Um, Yeah. So go to aliciabar.com. And then I have an email list that you'll be on that is just value. There's no promotional stuff in it. It's just value on, I mean, I'm going to start maybe doing some more. People tell me I need to, and I do uh, let you know when I'm offering something, but um, typically like the majority of it is just helping you sell more. And your mindset and business. Janine's on it. Right. I I can totally um, vouch that you don't have to worry about getting into a sales funnel. And then the next thing you know, you're in a 10 email sequence for (laughs) a new (laughs) online course. And you're like, ah, how do I get off? Uh, No, you don't have to worry about that with Alicia because she is in sales and understands how that only works if you have these huge email. And that's not who she is. She's not trying to help those people. She's trying to help you specifically. So thank you so much for listening to the uh, Thriving Solopreneur. And Alicia, any last comments, any last thing you want to share with us before we go today? Um, One of my favorite quotes. Um, There are no failures. You either got the lesson or result that you needed. There you go. There are no failures. And trust me, as many businesses as I have run, people will say, I, I talk about how I've epically failed at three, like crash, burn, the airplanes going down, airbags are, <laughs> are exploding around you. And I've crashed and burned. And they're like, oh, those aren't failures. Those are blah, blah. I said, no, they were failures. And they I taught me them. more about yeah. business <laughs> than my other 12 successful businesses ever have. So thank you for that quote. That's perfect. And feel free to reach out to Alicia Barr. Get on her newsletter. You're, you will not be sad about that. Make sure you read it. That's another thing. That's if short. you're going to sign up to the, email, to the newsletter, read it because it, most of her um, comments, maybe maybe three minutes tops. I think that was the longest it took me to read one because okay. I had to slow down and go back and reread it because I was like, wait, I had to take notes because I was taking oh, notes. So. Cool. Anyhow, so thank you so much, Alicia, for everything you do for this beautiful community of ours. And this is Janine Bolin with The Thriving Solopreneur. And please remember to keep reaching for those stars and don't you dare give up. 
Thank you for listening to the Thriving Solopreneur Show. We hope you found this episode helpful and uplifting. Be sure to visit us at JanineBolin.com forward slash podcast, where you'll find a library of videos, books, and podcast programs to guide you to the future you envision for yourself. We also ask that you visit our sponsor, The8Gates.com, for the books and online courses that share with you the debt-free living lifestyle that allows business owners like yourself to flourish. Have a great day and see you next time.